Right here on 1049 The Horn, top of the charts Tuesday. That's when uh, Patrick the Idillionaire uh, plays jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Oh man, this was a wild one. I really didn't even recognize it. Yeah, some old Duran Duran. Mm. I, I, I think it's pretty obvious I'm not a Duran Duran fan. <laughs> You're not a fan of Duran no. Duran? No, I'm not. Duran uh, Duran I believe fan. they, when they were, I think they were just here in town and went swimming in uh, Barton Creek. Oh, they w- Spring, sorry. Oh, that was one of their like I bits. Think they was, I think they posted a uh, Instagram that they went down and. Oh, nice. Okay, that's cool. Did they was some naked ladies down there or something too? I don't. I mean, they, do, do naked people still frequent Barton, Barton Springs? Springs? I don't know. Wasn't like a, in a topless thing at one time? You see like topless women down there at one point. I feel like you have different reasons to go to Barton Springs. And I don't go to Barton Springs at all. <laughs> this is something I've been told. These are old old wives' know. tale. Is it old wives' tale or wives' tale? Which one is it? Old wives? Is it old wives or old wives? Old wives, I believe. Old wives. Why is it old wives? Tale? Because they they rumor and gossip. Old wives do. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Thought it was like an old wise tale. No, because they're all lies. <laughs> Why? Because I was think wise because they're older. They tell wise tales. <laughs> I guess it's about the wives. All right, text line. You tell us who's right. I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. I think you're right. It, I think it's old wives. Uh, it's more like uh, the buck and butt naked. Uh, terms when yeah. i believe buck c ck yeah. is the proper term and we turned it into butt because yes. our minds are in the gutter that's basically how it works so anyway uh there you go so my man patrick always hooking it up on a uh, top of the charts tuesday we appreciate all of his efforts we're gonna talk some nfl here next segment i'll jump back into some uh discussion about texas football um the defense actually uh is getting a lot of love in one of the articles from cbs sports um and i'll and actually pro football focus also show some love uh to the texas secondary uh so we'll get into that coming up in raj around the day talk a little texas football uh <laughs> Someone here says uh, the Springs is very much frequented by topless ladies. Ah, there you go. Some topless ladies. You're f- <laughs> I'm not reading that text. Uh, someone says topless is still the same at Barton Springs. All right, there you go. I've never actually, I've never seen a topless person at Barton Springs. I've just heard about it. Just yeah. Full disclosure. I, I, I wouldn't know anything about it. I'm not scouting it out. Uh, I don't, well, it's been my experience that, I don't know, not like really hot. Attractive people don't just walk around topless. I've also it's been my experience. You're not supposed to stare. Well, I don't stare, but I can see. I it. would stare. <laughs> Why do you stare? I can see it. Trust me, I can. I am really good now at being able to observe all the attractive folks in the room and not necessarily have to stare at them. It's pretty easy now. Like I'm like Terminator walking in. I can spot all the hot women in a room within ten seconds of being in the room, <laughs> and I got. I give you full evaluations what they're wearing cleavage amount, all that stuff. And I really don't have to stare at all. I just got like a, just boom. Say. I don't have a photographic memory about a lot of stuff, but I can walk to the room and tell 
you the hottie's got the white dress on with the she's got the bangs. See, I, I'm, 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 I feel like mine is I can just tell you who's going to be trouble. Like I can walk in and be like, that person's going to be trouble. That person's going to be. But if you were like, you're like, hey man, check out that girl. I'll be the idiot who sits there and goes, where? Where? Like, like, don't like, put look. your arm down. Exactly. Yeah, you got to be, you got to be able to do it discreetly. I got a wife now, so that's part of that's part of your training as a married man. You got to learn to do that. Can't be caught staring. That's, that's number one, like violation. Your woman, yeah. your woman knows that there are hot, attractive people in that room, and she knows you know, cause she knows your taste. She knows what you like, and she knows you might be looking at that big booty brunette over there. And we, so she walks in the room. She already knows you. The game is now that I can spot it. Without staring and without disrespecting my wife. She already knows I can see it. Yeah, I can't stare for other reasons. Yeah. Considering nobody wants this face <laughs> from across the bar <laughs> went, just hey. slowly eating queso while I stare at you. <laughs> yeah, don't be doing that. That's kind of creepy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, my, 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 my wife is so cool, I'll wait on her to, at times, if, like, some ridiculously, let's say some woman, she's got, I don't know, like, really short shorts on. She's got, like, cleavage, like, bursting out of her shirt. I can count on my lady probably within the first 10 minutes saying something to address it. That way I can just look and not feel guilt. She'd be like, did you see that woman wearing those shorts? I'd be like, yes, I did. I saw those, babe. And I think they were inappropriate for this environment here. You don't, you don't, right pull, out, you don't pull out the, <laughs> did you see that woman? <laughs> Baby, I only see you. You are no, the only no, thing no. in my life. I've given that up. That's not, that's not realistic. <laughs> that's like saying, people that say, I don't see race. Okay. Well, you obviously see that I'm a different race than somebody else. Don't say that. Just say, hey, I see that you're another race and I appreciate it and it's all good because yeah. it doesn't matter to me because all races and ethnicities and cultures are beautiful in their own way. Okay. Just say that. Don't tell me you don't see race. I like to say, oh, baby, I didn't see that big booty brunette because you're the only booty that matters to me. No, she knows I saw it. She knows, and I appreciated it. You know, didn't stare, didn't linger. Uh, oh, we can go over the pictures later, honey. Uh, Texas says sunglasses made so you can stare. I know, but then my wife knows that I'm, yeah, also, I'm not a sunglasses also, you, inside guy. You ever wear sunglasses and you think they're less see through than they are? <laughs> the biggest see you staring. And then at you them. see someone look back at you, and you're like, oh, they can tell. <laughs> oh, they can tell I'm looking right at them. Damn it! Uh, there you go. Um, someone said, "Shouldn't have bought my my comic book X-ray vision glasses with me." <laughs> Someone said, I took the kids to Slitterbun last weekend using a very rich visual assortment, but not this time. Obviously, all the really hot milk stayed home for Father's Day, took care of their daddies. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with you, you know, getting a the look there. But like I said, I wonder if at, you know, Barton Springs, if the right kind of people are showing their nudity. Like the right, you know. I think if, I think if they are, Good for you they're, if you're also, confident. they're also the type of person that you may want to stay at least 30 feet away from. Because they are going to have some harsh opinions about something. Like yeah. if you're that confident in life to be like, I agree. If you're like, I'm that hot and I can take, you have opinions about things and you are going to tell people. That's very true. And you're not changing your mind about them. No. I agree with that because I'm not that confident. I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't walk around shirtless. No, I haven't done it in, in years. Hey, some decent, decent dad bod over here, but no, not that confident. Not at all. Uh, okay. Uh, somebody who should, oh, speaking of, here's the, the, the question I want to throw out there. They, they sent me rabbit holing. Cause it actually kind of reminded me of there's a there's a I believe it's a phenomenon that's called make sure I get it right is it the man the Mandela phenomenon of your the Mandela this? effect yes the Mandela effect right uh, where basically like we just have this uh, collective misremembering like we kind of misremember things collectively as a society and as yes. a large group even though the facts 
uh, are very decidedly different than what we remember. We remember what we want to remember. Yes, like what's it, the Sinbad Genie movie? Yes, uh, Berenstain Bears or Berenstain yes. Bears, like those. Those yeah. there's a there's a bunch of these little things out there. Yeah, they, uh, just for an example, because he just brought up a couple of examples. Uh, the, they call it the Mandela effect is because uh, Mandela died in 2013, um, but many people remembered him dying in the 80s for some reason. Yes, they remembered him. Yeah, like dying it, in prison. Yes, they, people assumed it was like they remembered. It's like actually no, he died in 2013. So that's why they call it the Mandela effect. So then there are all these different examples of it uh, in pop culture. Like, uh, remember the Looney Tunes uh, symbol like the, for the Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons? Uh, Looney Tunes actually <laughs> um, was spelled T-U-N-E-S. Most people will think it was spelled tunes, like cartoons. Yeah, yeah. But it was actually spelled tunes, like the tunes, because the yeah. musical tunes. Uh, you brought the Bernstein Bears, which is another weird one, because they spelled their last name with an A. Oh, sorry, the Bernstein Bears, first name, Bernstein Bears. They were spelled with an A. Yeah. Instead of an E. Stain instead People of think Steen. of Steen. Yeah, yes. everybody thinks Steen. That's another one of them, too. There are, there are bunches. Of, there are tons of these. Like, you know, people talk about sex in the city when it was actually sex and the city. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody went to call it sex in the city. So there are tons of these. They, they call it the Mandela effect for the reason. I think there are some of these in, in sports, too. And one of them is honestly about Bo Jackson. Like, some... Some athletes have such a mystique about them, such an aura about them, they, that these, they become legends. <laughs> they become more lore and legend than actual, you know, actual people and players. Um, and Bo Jackson is one of these people. And it was a, a crazy stat that I, I, I found about Bo Jackson because he was just one of the examples of it. And I don't think people realize this. Bo ja- Do you realize that Jim Harbaugh has more rushing yards than Bo Jackson? I did not. Let that sink in. Yeah, that is. Uh... Jim Harbaugh has rushed for more yards in the NFL than Bo Jackson. And, but, it, but we have this. And I, I, I used to get on Longhorn fans about this, too, because I, um, I did a similar thing with Ricky Williams and Earl Campbell years ago that Ricky Williams has rushed for more yards than Earl Campbell. And people were like, no, that's not true. I was like, yes, it is true. Earl Campbell has only rushed for like, he's less than 10,000 yards total rushing. Yes, yards. but those were both really good running backs. They were. They were. They were. But my point is like, we misremember, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we, you know, that the perception was that they accomplished more, achieved yeah, more yeah. than they actually did. So we kind of misremember. There's a, a sort of a Mandela effect with it. Anyway, uh, stats like that kind of, uh, went, I went down a rabbit hole with stats like that. And essentially, the question that I have for you guys on the Specs text line is, give me a stat that's so mind-blowing it seems fake. I did NFL. Name an NFL stat that seems fake, but it's real. I got a bunch of these. And they're unbelievable. Like, I'll give you another one. Because the Jim Harbaugh one is like, what? Jim Harbaugh has more rushing yards than Bo Jackson? Yes, he does. <laughs> um, how about this? This is going about Patrick Mahomes. And it's, it's a recent one. Some people probably already know this too, but it's, it's freaky and weird. He is, Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl appearances. Two wins in that time span, right? In five years, not one road playoff game. And it makes sense when you think about it. It's it like, does, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, how the hell do you? Yeah, actually, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... It, it, Somebody, and now you can call it a neutral site in Super Bowl or whatever. But in terms of a true road playoff game, no. And by the way, speaking of going back to Pat Holmes' stats that are crazy like that, his, he's undefeated in road division games. It, undefeated. He has not lost a road division game since he's been with Kansas City. Never. 
Texter has one that I had too that I love. It's about Larry Fitzgerald. It's a great one too. I appreciate the Texter throwing this out there because I found it too. Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than drop passes in his career. 41 to 29. <laughs> He's a wide receiver with more tackles than drops in his career. Great stat. Great freaky stat. Like, what the hell is that? I got a bunch of these. Oh, okay. You know, I'm going to save that one for next segment because that was one of the freakiest ones. Um, how about this one about Bears quarterbacks? Bears quarterbacks, the history of the organization, have more 1,000-yard rushing seasons than 4,000-yard passing seasons. Because they haven't had any 4,000-yard passes. <laughs> They've only got Justin Fields rushing for 1,000 yards. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's one of those, like, you, you think about it, like, damn, that is true. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Oh, it's a bunch of these. I got, I got some. I got some that are going to be fun. So we'll do that okay. next segment. I like that. I like that. We'll dive into some of these because I got some more that are just, like, crazy. You can't, you're really just unbelievable. Uh, okay, let's get some NFL news. So we'll do that. So Specs text on 512-337-3776. Give me all crazy stats. It doesn't have to be NFL. Give me wild, crazy stats that, you know, nobody would believe are true or so damn cartoonish. Give me that, and we'll do that coming up next segment in Raj Round the Day. All right, so Bill Barnwell, he did a ranking of all the uh, position groups in the NFL. Everything, take quarterback out of it, take O-line out of it. So we're talking about offensive position groups, so weaponry overall, running back, tight end, wide receiver. And he ranked those teams who has the best overall mm, weaponry in the NFL, if you want to put it that way. He's got San Fran number one, <clears throat> which is not shocking. Christian McCaffrey, Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle. I mean, they, they are loaded. They, yeah. they don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but I don't think it matters because like, you got so many weapons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, just, you know, just deli- distribute the football. They got the Bengals number two, Eagles number three, and that makes sense. Bengals, one of the best wide receiving cores out there uh, with Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins. Those guys are loaded. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles kind of goes back to their wide receivers too because uh, they are loaded with, um, uh, obviously, uh, A.J. and A.J. Brown and then Devontae Smith, 2,000-yard receivers there. They got Seattle fourth. Don't sleep on Seattle skill positions, guys. Think about it. They drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. With Tyler Lockett, with DK Metcalf, and the running back from Michigan State who names Escape Smith the current moment. He's oh, really good. I know. Yeah, he's a real good player. I forget his name right now, but he's a really good rookie running back. Actually, him and Damian Pierce are probably the best rookie running backs last season. Uh, they got the Chargers at number five. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Thank you very much. They got the Chargers at number five. So, Kellen Moore. Um, good for him. Minnesota. They got, uh, Quinn, they got another rookie wide receiver there with oh, Mike right. Williams. So they got they got another piece there. As got well. about Quinn Johnson. You're right. Quinn Johnson went there. Man, they got some big one, big yeah. wideouts, and they got Eckler. Eckler resigned for 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 you know time being. I think a short yes, he, time. Yes. So it's a it's a short term deal, but they got a lot of weapons too. They got Minnesota at six, which I understand because they just drafted the kid out of USC, Jordan Addison, uh, with Justin Jefferson. So they got some wideouts there. And they traded for Hawkinson last year too, yes. right? Good point. Tight end. Forget about that. And I mean, and everybody says that uh uh now the kid, I can't remember any names now. Uh the running back dude, they just got rid of Dalvin Cook, the kid they got it rid of him for. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. Um I you're right. I can't think of his name at the time either, <laughs> but you're right. They did. They 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 are confident in their running back room. Um they got Dallas at number seven. Uh with of course you have C D Lamb, you have Michael Gallup. Um, obviously, 
Um, bringing in Brandon Cooks. Still a little unsure about what they're going to do at tight end, but um, they drafted Schoonmaker. They really like Jake Ferguson. Running back, as long as Tony Pollard's healthy, he's one of the most explosive running backs in the league. Uh, but how long is it going to take him to get 100% healthy is yeah. the question. And how many snaps can he carry? And Deuce Vaughn is going to be really good, but is it a change of pace enough of what mm. you need? And how long is it going to take him to get to where he needs to be in NFL? I, I, but we will say, if you're saying a weapon, Deuce Vaughn is a weapon. He is a weapon. For sure. It's just a question of how different is he than Pollard, and does that work out? Uh, yeah, uh, but the, the Cowboys at seven, because of the wide receiving court, this is the first time in Cowboys history they've had three receivers on their roster who've each had 1,000 yards receiving in their careers at any point. Um, and honestly, I, they got Dallas ahead of Miami. That's interesting. I think Miami, now Miami maybe doesn't have the depth at receiver because they do have, Cowboys have three Guys yeah. who've been a thousand yard receivers, and maybe they don't like Raheem Mostert more than they like Tony Pollard. But man, Miami's receivers have way more. Those two, Jalen Wall and Tariq Hill, they are far and away better than the Cowboys receivers. But I guess they're talking about overall uh, productivity from that group. Wide receivers, tight ends, and yeah, yeah. running backs too. Yeah, yeah. Right. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're you're devaluing the running back room in Miami. You are. I agree with that. And Jack, they got Jacksonville at nine. I think Jacksonville. Is pretty loaded at skill talent, Especially too. with Ridley coming back. Exactly. He didn't even and they kept, they kept Evan Ingram there? Is that where Evan Ingram is? Yes. So that's another guy. They kept him this offseason? I think they're pretty loaded, too. Um, and then they got Atlanta at 10. Um, and, of course, we know now with Bijan being added to the group, and they got Tyler Azier, and they got uh, Cordero Patterson and uh, Freaky Kyle Pitts. So that's a loaded group, too. My point is, Bill Barnwell really high on the Cowboys skill group, skill talent. Um, because, like I said, he's got Miami, Jacksonville, Atlanta behind them. He's got them in the top seven. And I, you could argue, hell, you could potentially take them over Minnesota. So Cowboys' uh, skill group or skill position players uh, right, right now considered to be pretty lethal. And I also will throw out there, and we'll talk about the Texans here too in a little bit, um, but I'll throw out there too with the Cowboys, um, there is a lot of talk that they still aren't done. In free agency, they could still add something. And if they're going to add something, I wonder if it'll be on offense. And I wonder if it'll be uh, another running back. To me, the only other position where they actually absolutely need help and they need reinforcements is running back. I'm, I don't know if they can afford Dalvin Cook, but there are other running backs out there. I think the Cowboys may be waiting on the market to devalue as time goes on and then they can swoop in and get it at a wow. discount. I mean, the market and running backs devaluing seems like a hard thing to do. I think, but I think you're you're waiting for training camp. You're waiting for getting into preseason and seeing a team that the trade value made may a little bit too of be. a team that has because they're affordable now. You go, oh, we got three guys and we can't play them, and so we can't have this guy being a third running back because he's going to be a problem in the locker room if he doesn't get any playing time because he's you know we promised him that he was going to play when we signed him. Yeah, so you may you know. And that's one way how Dalvin Cook was. Yeah. Where it was that thing where it's like, look, we it's not like we want to really get rid of Dalvin Cook, but we know we, we expect Madison is the name. Uh we expect Madison to take the line share of the carries. Good job. And Dalvin Cook is not gonna be happy with that. So we don't want to do that because now it's gonna cause problems and then mm-hmm. we're paying the one guy more and not, so let's just cut him. Let's just cut him and get rid of that whole problem it. off yep. the bat. That'll happen for a few more teams. Now it's not you're not gonna get a guy at Dalvin Cook's level. But you would get somebody who is a solid number two, which is really what you need with Tony Pollard because you're, you're paying Tony Pollard $10 million. He's supposed to be your number one. You just need a really solid, 
this guy can carry the ball for us 15 to 20 times a game yep. and get, you know, good pass pro and can can do the hard carries mm-hmm. and beat up a D-line a little bit more. Those types of things what you need out of a guy. But you, if you're going to make Tony Pollard the the focal point, that's fine. You just – I don't know if Deuce Vaughn is the full answer, and I can pretty much tell you it's not Malik Davis or Ronald Jones. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Uh, I agree. I don't think those are every down backs. I think they got a nice supporting group right now. They still need a, a bell cow for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is the Texans. Bill Barnwell has their uh, skill position ranking at 31, 31st. Um, they were 32nd last year, so I guess it is improved. Move it up. Yeah, they lost Brandon Cooks and moved up somehow, so good for them. But I think he brings up Robert Woods being added to the receiving core. Uh, Nico Collins um, ha- finishing strong last season, adding a guy like Tank Dell as well. Remember John Mechie um, had his uh, health scare, health issues uh, last season, and he's going to be coming back, um, hopefully contributing to the squad. So they, they got some Don't guys. Don't Schultz? Don't Noah Brown. Noah Brown. But Don't Schultz for me, That's a that's there's a, a lot of teams that would like to have him at tight end. That was your steal. So to have that as a actual guy at tight end, especially for a rookie quarterback, I love tight ends with rookie quarterbacks because not everything's happening fast. Tight ends, a lot of those routes are designed to just get easy passes you can get open. They're going to get a lot of receptions. Just if, if Dalton Schultz can do what he did for Dak Prescott, build that rapport with C.J. Stroud, those routes where you have a young wide receiver, mm-hmm. young quarterback, and a defensive scheme, you're playing a team like the Patriots with a defensive mind like that where they're showing you a bunch of different looks. Sometimes you just got to ditch the ball off, and that's where a guy like Dalton can be huge. I totally agree. That's why I usually become like a best friend for a young quarterback, that tight end, uh, because usually that's the safety blanket, and that's what Dalton Schultz could be too. So he was Dak's favorite target, so uh, he could easily become that for C.J. Stroud. All right, we come back. uh, We'll go over the uh, most unbelievable stats um, that we could find. Mine are from the NFL, but I'll take yours on the spec text line from any sport. And we'll also get into a little Texas football discussion about the defense. A lot of love being shown uh, for this uh, part of that Texas defense, and we'll discuss it right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, you can always hit us up via Twitter. Uh, I'm at Rod Babers in Twitterverse. Man Patrick uh, is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Like I said, my man Harge is out on vacation. Well-deserved. You can cyberstalk him if you want at Hardball Harge. Specs text line 512-337-3776. Um, okay, <clears throat> I want to get to a, a couple of these uh, crazy stats here because I went down a rabbit hole last night. And uh, it, it started with just one or two stats that I thought were interesting. And then I just couldn't stop myself. Uh, so uh, basically what I wanted to know from you guys is basically any stat from a sport, player, athlete, whatever, that is so unbelievable that, you know, it seems fake, but it's true. It's just that good. Uh, so here is uh, a list of the ones that I have collected. So I'll read some of the ones that you guys have collected too. Um, here's one that I, I, the ones that I collected, I thought is crazy. So starting, Tom Brady's got a bunch of these, by the way. It's hard to narrow them down with Tom Brady. The one of the best uh, kind of 
kind of mind-blowing, just stupefying stats about Tom Brady. He threw more touchdown passes in his 40s than he did in his 20s. That is a crazy stat about Tom Brady that's real but seems fake. More TD passes in his 40s than his 20s. Um, If you go look at players who threw 50-plus passes in a game, here is is an unbelievable uh, stat for Tom Brady. Players who threw at least 50 passes in a game. He's 25 and 14 when he throws at least 50 passes in a game. 64% win percentage. Every other quarterback combined, 134 and 5, 29 and 10. The rest of the NFL quarterbacks in the history of the league have won 19%. A little under 20% of their games where they throw at least 50 passes, Tom Brady's won 64% of them. When it's all Tom Brady, you still got a great chance to win. Everybody else, when they're throwing 50-something passes, your chances to win drop precipitously. How about this? No other quarterback has won more than five career games throwing 50-plus passes. Tom Brady's won 25. Nobody else has won more than five. (laughs) You go to the postseason – Six and four in such games in the postseason, 60% win percentage. All other quarterbacks combined NFL history in the postseason, throwing at least 50 passes, three and 34. <laughs> so, you, you can do that all. You can do, honestly, you can do that with Tom Brady statues all damn day. Like he's got a bunch of those. I just grabbed one or two that I thought were really interesting. Uh, gave you the stat last uh, segment that Jim Harbaugh has more rushing yards than Bo Jackson. That's where all this started. That was a Mandela effect when I found that stat and thought to myself, there's no freaking way that Jim Harbaugh has gotten more rushing yards than Bo Jackson. I was wrong. He does. He's got more rushing yards than Bo Jackson. Pop with this. Bo Jackson, strangely enough, basically 10% of all of his rushing yards in NFL history came on three runs. 10% of all Bo Jackson's rushing yards That's in the crazy. NFL came on three runs. I'm not making it up. It's actually like 9.74%. He had a 91-yarder, a 92-yarder, and an 88-yarder. One thing about Bo Jackson, I don't know if anybody else broke as many long runs as he did. 91, 92, and 88? He didn't even play that long. <laughs> uh, okay, getting back to it. Um, okay, here's another one that's hard to believe, but it's true. But this is Tim Tebow stuff. Got some Tim Tebow stuff for you. Tim Tebow is the only quarterback in Broncos history to be drafted by the team and win a playoff game. I repeat. <laughs> Tim Tebow is the only quarterback in Broncos franchise history drafted by the team and also won a playoff game. I know. I agree. He's like, what? What? No, no. Yep. Go look it up. <laughs> I had to do the same thing because I'm like, That's I didn't crazy. believe that. It is really crazy. It makes no sense at all, but it's, it's up there. How about this one about Tim Tebow? This is a great one about Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow uh, had a 13 average depth of target in 2011. 13-yard average depth of target. Crazy. That was in 2011. And no, then no quarterback with at least 200 pass attempts having even an 11.1 average depth of target since. So he had a 13-yard average depth of target in 2011. No quarterback with at least 200 pass attempts has even been above 11.1 average depth of target since. That's Tebow. I know. It's like, that's true. That's true. Crazy. I guess we'll stick with the Broncos here. It's kind of weird. This is a weird one, too. This will lead us to a freakier stat about Reggie White. So in 1987, this was like the strike-shortened season. 
John Elway threw 19 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. He won MVP. <laughs> like, I don't know how that ha- I swear, I, I was like, that, that's not real. What year is it? 1987. Like, how does that happen? Like, well, I, like I'm serious. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking, how does that happen? He won MVP that year. And you go look at I'll give you his passing stats. Here they go right here. I just pulled them up. Here is Johnny West passing stats. He was uh, 54% completion percentage. 3,198 yards, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And I look at football reference, MVP, John Elway. (laughs) By the way, you want to know what's crazy about that same year? Let's look at Jerry Rice's stats. Jerry Rice had 22 receiving touchdowns. (laughs) And he didn't win MVP. How did he win MVP? Yeah. He had 22 receiving touchdowns. 22. They gave it to John Elway. Talk about a sham. Joe Montana had 31 touchdowns and 13 interceptions in 97. In 97? In 87. 87, 87, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I don't know what happened there. He only had like 140 less yards. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened there. That was weird. I mean, I I look at his rushing stats, so I'm sure his rushing stats are great, but that's still, that's kind of wild, right? I mean, he had four rushing touchdowns, 300 yards, four rushing touchdowns Elway did? Yeah. That's not enough. It's weird, right? Um, okay, so that leads us to talking about that 87 season. Reggie White. Crazy. Reggie White sets. Um, Reggie White set the NFL sack record with 12 games that season with, in, at 21 sacks. It was a shortened season. Jeez. Um, how about this? Until his 10th season in the NFL. So basically, all of his time with the Eagles... His entire time with the Eagles, Reggie White had more sacks than games played. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good value. That's a good value. He had more sacks than games played. How the hell do you have more sacks than games played? 124 sacks, um, 120 games played. (sighs) That's a hell of a freaky stat. Reggie White's got a bunch of these, actually, that I could go over. Um, okay, hold on. Here's another one. I gave this one earlier, and, and a, a text we gave it to. Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles in his career than drop passes, 41 to 29. That's freaky. Love that one. This one doesn't get enough love. Um, Joe Thomas, you realize he went 11 straight years with, without missing a start? No, missing. No, I'm sorry. Without missing a play. Without missing a play. Without missing a play. I'm not sorry. A play. He, he had 10,363 consecutive plays without missing a snap on the old line. That's insane. That's an insane number. How does that happen? Yeah. That is – how many lies has he told about how hurt he is? <laughs> right? I'm sorry. How many times like, yeah. are you okay? And he's like, yeah. They're like, pretty sure your foot's dangling there. I'm sure your nah. bone's poking out, protruding out of your skin. Yeah. No, it, ten, that might be in the freakiest one yet. You play on the old line in the NFL, and you go 11 straight years without missing a play. A play. I mean, just you start a play. Just, just a. Oh man, I roll my ankle. Get off for a play. Exactly. Oh, 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 oh. one play. My helmet, my helmet popped off. Whatever. Helmet popped, yeah, guy popped me in the throat. Exactly. Give me a I play. Come, I lost my breath for. No, not one play. 
That, hey, hey t- I just ran down the field on a on a holding yes. penalty. I just ran eighty yards on a holding penalty. Take me out, coach. Take, for one I, play. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he never came out. It is the craziest thing, man. Um, okay, how about this one? I love Barry Sanders, but the knock against Barry Sanders is probably this crazy stat that Barry Sanders holds the all-time record for yards lost for a running back, which makes sense if you ever watch Barry play. Yeah, Barry would risk he'd risk it all. Yeah, just to get the big play, and there yes, were times he where uh, he chose poorly, and that's why a lot of people who argue Emmitt over Barry, they'll take that stat and be like, "Well, Emmitt didn't lose you a lot of yards. Barry would lose you yards, but Barry didn't play with an offensive line that was the greatest offensive line argument in the history of in, in the NFL." Also, not the case there. Uh, let's talk about some more recent stats here. Got a bunch of these. Uh, oh, I gave you the Bears one earlier. The Bears have more 1,000-yard rushing seasons for Bears quarterbacks than 4,000-yard passing seasons. That happened last year because Justin Fields rushed for 1,000 yards, um, became, like, well, I think, the fourth quarterback to do so, and no Bears quarterback has ever thrown for 4,000 yards. So there are more Bears quarterbacks with 1,000-yard rushing seasons than 4,000-yard passing seasons. Not a great stat. Love the, the Patrick Mahomes stat that I gave earlier that Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl appearances and two wins in five years, no road playoff games. Speaking of the road, he has never lost, never lost in a road division game in the AFC West. Guy's still perfect when he goes on the road in the AFC West. Somebody's got to figure that out. Um, another little stat here for you. How about this one? Um, if you go look at the and, – and I've looked at different things. This is a recent one for all – basically for the uh, AFC East. This is for the Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Show how good their defense is and how terrible they were as a team, but they were really good defensively. In the AFC East last year against the AFC East, the Jets defense allowed two passing touchdowns the entire season against their own division. Just two passes. They had 23 sacks against their division. In division. They had 23 sacks, only allowed two passing touchdowns, and he had five takeaways. See, it's really impressive. They were two and four. <laughs> That's how bad their yeah. offense is. But in that division, they had 23 sacks. They only allowed two passing touchdowns, had five takeaways, and they went two and four in that division. It's like. Got to fix some things right there. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That is embarrassing. Uh, so there you go. I got a bunch of these. I don't know if I can. Sh- I'll give you one that, I, you one. I saw, that I saw earlier this year, and I had to just look back up about Greg Maddox. Give it to me. That Greg Maddox from 95 to 2003, not including uh, intentionally walked, uh, through, uh, 8, 000, through to 8,025 batters in that year. Mm-hmm. He threw 8,006 called bat- balls. That's less than a ball per batter faced. Through a nine-year span, in nine years, less than a ball, and he one season averaged. He one season had twenty-four walks that were not intentional. <laughs> like his numbers when he, he was at his prime, he's of a walking machine. Was it's absurd that you're like that's not. I mean, there's relievers without those numbers. Yeah, like like he, relief pitchers pitching one inning every other game, and they don't have those walk numbers that he does. That is freaky efficient, man. Yes, like there is like that it's crazy machine-like efficiency. That is, that is a great stat. And that's how good your stuff is, that they're either chasing or it's in the strike zone and they can't hit it over and over and over and over, and you're winning Cy Youngs. Man, that is, that's a great stat. That is a, that's a great stat. You're like, no, i got to look that up. i got to look that up. That can't be right. Like, no, that is right. Uh, that's basically the whole premise of that segment. I went down a rabbit hole looking at stuff like that and was just mind blown.
so thanks to all the texters. I want texter one to know who was the 41 tackle, 29 drop wide receiver. Larry Fitzgerald, 29 tackles as opposed to uh, 40, 41 tackles as opposed to 29 drops uh, in his career. That seems like a that could have been uh, Andre Johnson or DeAndre. Hopkins. That seems because you got to be a really good receiver on a bad team. Exactly. You're gonna be playing defense a little bit. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Uh somebody got me a Gretzky stat here. It said Gretzky could have ended his career with uh 1,370 game pointless streak. Um and still would have been a point per game player. Um he could go more than 16 years without a point and still average a point per game in his career. Yeah. Gretzky's got some freaky stats too. Uh, the goat stat type stuff. Shohei Otani is going to be on this list too. We could honestly, we could just read Shohei Otani stats right now, and he would belong on this well, list. <laughs> Shohei Otani, I think, is going to have stats that you're going to read off pitching stats and and hitting stats, and then be like, "That's the same guy." Yeah, <laughs> you know, they that's like, true. It is the greatest hitter and greatest pitcher, and that's the same guy. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, that is, yeah, you're right. He could be in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, one texture says uh, more people have walked on the moon than scored on Marion Rivera in the postseason. Yeah, mm, that's a hell of a thing to say. That that's a hell of a thing to drop on people. Yeah, that little <laughs> that little nugget. In fact, oh yeah, more people have walked on the moon than have scored on me in the postseason. Just so you know. Uh, all right, good stuff there. A uh, little. That's uh, true for me too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he may have a few more games than I do in the postseason, but also true for me. Oh, I like it. All right, uh, we come back. We'll get a little off the record. Uh, we'll try to play this Larry Bird sound. Sorry, the Rodman sound. Talking about Larry Bird, if we have the time, right here on Ball Don't Lie. One of one. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when uh, the idealionaire Patrick uh, plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Oh, I recognize this jam. Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston. Yeah. Want to dance them. with somebody. Oh, man. Very, very talented. I forget how talented Whitney Houston was. Um, all right. Uh, let's get back to some uh, of the other talented folks out there in the sports world. Uh, Dennis Rodman recently had some uh, very uh, unflattering things to say about uh, one of the game's great players, Larry Bird. Uh, he was on uh, a podcast when he said this about Larry Bird. If Larry Bird played in this era, I think he'd be in Europe. <laughs> So I'm just letting you know, man. Really, you know, I like I said, I'm just saying you'd be somewhere over there. Because you know, I think his game was fit for Boston at that time in the '80s and stuff like that. You know, but uh, so uh, today's world, oh hell no, there's, there's no way. I'm not this this uh, play, uh, downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. And uh, but I'm saying no, there's no way, no way. I think I think the kid from uh, Denver is way better him. All right, um, you're a basketball guy. First of all, uh, you think Jokic is better than Larry Bird? Is, let's, let's start with his last statement and then work our way back to the. He'll be playing in Europe. Not yet. But he has I mean, a he's only. I mean, he's only gonna have like yeah. three or four more really good years. Like three more really good years, and with, he's getting really close because Larry Bird didn't have a long career. Once he had that back injury, it kind of went downhill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is just a that's one of those all time bad takes. 
Yeah, well, the last part of it, I said the last part of it wasn't terrible. Like, that was that kind of just a hot take that I think is better. Because that could become, like you said, a reality in four years if Jokic keeps on this kind yeah, of pace. Yeah, yeah. Boot Larry Bird. Also, also when you to. say that guy from Denver, it tells me that your basketball <laughs> take is maybe a little bit flawed. <laughs> <laughs> You're going with, that dude you, know, from Denver. you know, the MVP? <laughs> uh, <laughs> two-time MVP, that guy? That is true. Uh, but, uh, but also, I, the biggest part of this one when he goes, you know, I was a good player too. You're like, you are not in the – you're not in the ballpark. Not of, of Larry Bird. Yeah, not of Larry Bird. Larry no. Bird is in no. that. I like. I th- he's top fifteen. I'll give him top fifteen all time mm-hmm. of what he did when he played and he was so good. And the funny part is, he'd be better in today's game than he was then. I think because the three he point shot play as much defense and the three point shot is so is yes. emphasized now more. But you're like <laughs> the problem is you just you'd be like, oh well, his defense is like who cares? There's a million of those guys now mm. that can score but don't play a ton of defense. They would just put defenders around him, and he'd average forty a game. Yeah, like no, I agree with that. He's, yeah, I agree with that. It's such a terrible take, but it's just clearly Dennis Rodman. Uh, Larry Bird had a lot of trash talk back in the day, and I think he probably said some things to Dennis Rodman that hit a little too close to home. And he has just forever been like, "Oh, he's not that much better than me." I, I defended him on that, and he's not that much. And you're like, "Yeah, on that one <laughs> where his when his back was gone, and and you got in there and you bumped him a whole bunch because they can't bump him now either." Can't, yeah, you, like the way yeah. you used to guard him, you can't guard him anymore. Agreed. And I, yeah, I, it's, it's, I think because going back to what was that old comment that um, Dennis Rodman made about Larry Bird that if he was black, he'd be considered an average player? Yeah, stuff like yeah, he just he has and a problem was, with and he, By the way, he, he did, I don't know if he apologized for it, but he said he regretted, I think, that statement. So I'm not throwing it out there just to uh, bring up old stuff. But. I do think it kind of sheds light on he, he's he got something out for Larry Bird. He don't really like Larry Bird. You know what I mean? He's, I don't know what it is, but he's made specific comments about Larry Bird uh, in the last uh, – that's a long time ago. That was like in the 80s. But him saying that he would be – I don't know. He would be over in Europe playing? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's that. It's up there for the worst NBA takes ever. This one's worse. Yeah, that's a really this bad one. one. Like I said, the, the part about the Jokic at the end is not a terrible take. That's actually considered a hot take. Yeah. But, yeah, about the Larry Bird thing. Th- this is man, this right here is the worst take. It, it is. The whole time I've been thinking that Pop was a yeah. bad coach. Why would you think that? Because he's just been losing without good players. The finesse is <laughs> When you're losing without good players. Is that a serious statement he yeah. made? Yeah. It, no, he's serious about everything. Do you honestly believe that? Yeah, can I, can I, can I, can I continue? So, Pop, since when? What, Kawhi? We ain't seen nothing. You've been tanking this whole time, and we ain't been paying attention. But now we won't, we won't give him credit for being a good coach. Great. Got no good players, and he not winning. But I know how to back my up. I know Greg Popovich ain't no huh? good coach. You got three excellent since you say that, right? Huh? Was Tony Parker. There we go. Wow. And who was that? That is Rashad McCants on Gilbert uh, Arenas' podcast. Mm. Yeah. That uh, Pop's not a good coach because he hasn't been winning since he's lost his star power. Yeah, and I believe and Kenny Martin looks like he wants to hit him when he does that. And then the best part is they're like, and they're like, well, he did it with good players. Like, how do you think they were good players? Like, he made Manu and Tony Parker Hall of Famers. He goes, are they Hall of Famers? Like, yes, yes, they're Hall of Famers. Yes, they are Hall of Famers. Yeah, and they're they're both in like Tony Parker. Like, and it's like if basically what coach are you going to give props to in in NBA history if if you if you're Theory yes. is what you are going to apply to saying, every argument. Yes, basically Larry Brown is the only one you're giving props to. Like who are you giving props to? Him? Yeah, uh, yeah. The <laughs> fact that it's it's an insane argument yeah. for the all time winningest coach in NBA history. Yeah, yeah. Now say overrated. That okay? Yeah. You, you, now I disagree, but you, you're entitled to you, overrated that's opinion. Than he is a bad coach. Yes, it is yeah. the all time worst take I've ever heard. That is bad. And it's the terrible. fact, that, and he did it while he was wearing a crown. So. 
If you want to be made a fool, that that Gilbert Arenas podcast has some crazy takes on it. But I, not that crazy. No, that one. That's like when Alex was, Jones was trying to tell Kanye to hold up, man. You don't like Hitler. Yeah. When <laughs> Gilbert like- Arenas is defending the Spurs, <laughs> exactly. you know it's a bad take. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that you're right. That was that was a palate cleanser because that was terribly <laughs> bad. That was really really bad. Uh, all right. So uh, and yeah, someone says, uh, but Dennis dated Madonna. Yeah, Dennis has done some wild stuff. He also broke his his junk three times. That's a true story. Based on what Dennis Rodman has told him. Dennis Rodman claims that his, and maybe it's not his claim, he, he also claims that his father was married like 16 times. Have you heard the story? Yeah, he has a lot of that. And he like, has like 29 like siblings. Like he has like 20, He's the oldest of like 20-something siblings. He says this. Yeah. This is from his mouth. He needs that Maury Povich test we talked about. Uh, he, I need to, well, the dad does, or whoever the dad is. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, being fruitful and trying to multiply at his, his damnedest there. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, some uh, LSU discussion. They won the national title. There's a lesson to be learned for the burnt orange faithful. We'll talk about that. And Trent Dilfer is threatening opposing coaches. We'll play that audio as well. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn.